When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth. You're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Sunday, January 17th. And as promised yesterday, we are taking this weekend to get some more of your voices on the air because we just got slammed with email questions during the Christmas, New Year's holidays, and we want to get more people involved in the program. So if you would like to come on the air with us or you just have a financial question, just send an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com and say, hey, I want to come on the air with you guys. Mark will do the rest. That is what Joan did. Joan is on the line from the Mid-Atlantic. Well, hello, Joan. How can I help you out today? Hi, Jill. Thank you so much for taking my question. And I really appreciate all you and Mark are doing to help everyone out. Uh, my question is about um, the RMDs from our, uh, our retirement plan, uh, the required minimum distributions, how to do that, and the mix of investments we have. So tell me a little bit about you. You said we, so I presume there's a spouse there. So um, first, let's do the basics. Uh, how old are you guys? I'm 66. My husband is 72. So we okay. started taking the RMD when he was 70 uh, as required. We've just been taking the minimum. Mm -hmm. uh, we were able to suspend it this year um, because of the, what, the CARES Act. Yep. So we have not been taking it, but what, obviously it, will, it starts again this month. Got it. Um, We've been uh, doing it monthly in the past. We just wonder if we're doing it, how we're taking it out is correct um, and how we're doing that. So now tell us a little bit about how much money is in retirement accounts for each of you. Um, his is, it's all in TIAA. We've rolled everything into that uh, to make it easier. We both had long careers um, in uh, state government as far as administration in universities. So we have some money there in teaching. Uh, he has $985,000 in that account. I have uh, $211,000 in a TIA account and $120,000 in a, a Roth IRA. And the Roth is also a TIAA? It's at Vanguard. Oh, it's at Vanguard. Okay, good. And does your husband also have a Roth account or not? No. Okay. And uh, all right, so you got a bunch of money and um, you're, I presume that TIAA, not, obviously not for you yet, but says to your husband, hey, this is how much money you need to take out of this account this year, correct? Or do you have someone else who's doing that for you? No, the TIAA figures that out. 
Great. I love that. I love when someone else does my business. And how much has it been approximately on the on an annualized basis? About 30000 Okay. Do you need that 30000 to live on? No. Ah, interesting. Um, so far, I uh, used um, cash and other income so far and Social Security. So right now for Social Security, how much is coming in for each of you? Um, it's about 50000 total. I should have asked this to begin with. Any other income in terms of are you still working, either of you, or part-time or anything like that? My husband's doing something that brings in about 25000 a year. So you've got the part-time income, you've got Social Security, so it's about seventy-five grand. Is that enough to support you guys? It's a little short. Um, we've done fine so far this year, um, although right. we've had some home projects that have um, we've spent some cash on that. What about um, sort of the the general other stuff going on, like a a cash account, like an emergency reserve fund, or any other investments that are out there. Um, we have about two hundred and forty thousand dollars in cash. Other stocks and bonds accounts totals about a, a little over a million in that. Wait, in addition to the wait a second, are we saying are you saying you're over a million in other non-retirement assets? Yes. Holy smokes, girl, you're in great shape. <laughs> That was a little bit of burying the lead. I was like, okay, well, they got to dip in. Okay. So you got a million dollars total. Are you guys managing this yourself? Have you hired someone to do this? The TIAA people um, have have helped us um, rearrange all the investments. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of my questions. They've got us in about 19 different funds. Jeez. Um, yes. It's all over the place. Um, we have an Edward Jones account that was, is mainly inheritance bonds and some individual stocks that hmm. um, is slowly, you know, turning to cash. Other than that, no. Okay. 19 funds. I don't know where to start with that, but let's think about this. Okay. Also, last question. House paid for? Um, what's its value? Is there a mortgage? What else is going on there? Um, we recently moved, but we um, used the funds from, we tried to downsize, but didn't really succeed. Um, it's worth about 500000 and there's no mortgage, no other debt. So you guys are in great shape. Thank you. You're in great shape. You know, you obviously don't need your TIAA money, Right. Um, the required minimum distribution. I mean, you need the money. I don't know if you need to be doing it monthly. If it's easier for you to do it monthly, just because that's fine. I generally try to say to people, if you don't really need the money, then maybe you can wait till the end of the year to take it. It's fine. It doesn't really matter. It's dotting I's and crossing T's there. Because you have so much money, um, there is this thing in my head that's starting to say, like, is there some reason that we need to convert some of this money out of uh, a traditional environment. I, I'm not sure it makes a ton of sense. You guys have some income. You're in a low tax bracket right now. And if you think about, you know, the the 30 grand that's just coming from your distribution, it looks to me like, you know, you, you, you probably are both, you know, you're in this comfortable 22% tax bracket. Has anyone at TIAA talked about converting a portion of either of your accounts into uh, Roth? No. I mean, like your TIAA, let's leave your husband's alone for a second because he's already in the middle of distributions. 
there's an opportunity here because you've got some time, right? You've got six years before you have to start taking your required minimum distributions. It might be interesting to consider whether you take that TIAA $211,000 and start taking some of that money out and converting it into your Roth IRA. Maybe you move it to Vanguard. It doesn't really matter to me where it's held, but you convert it to a, a Roth. And the reason why you might want to do this is that, you know, obviously right now you're already in the 22% tax bracket. You might be able to say, hey, I'll take some more money out. I'll take money out of my TIAA, convert it to a Roth. You've got plenty of cash to pay the tax due. Your number one priority would be to make sure you remain in the 22% tax bracket. So you would not remove more. You wouldn't convert more money out of TIAA than would give you income of a total of about, let's just call it 170,000. So if you've already got, let's call it about 100,000, you wouldn't want to convert too much of this to pop you into another tax bracket. Here's the opportunity for you. And that is you pay the tax that's due now. You stay in the 22% tax bracket. You roll your TIAA money into the Roth money. And now you don't have to take distributions from your account. You just don't have to because it's already, you've already paid your tax. Considering that you don't need the money anyway and you got plenty of money overall, this might be a really good plan for you. The one thing that I'll tell you is that to do this right, I believe in your, um, you are kind enough to send me your your allocation. The the portion of your TIAA that's in the guaranteed account has to come out over a slower period of time. So you may not be able to necessarily do that. You usually can only move ten percent out a year over ten years. So I, I think that that would be a really good idea for you. And you won't burn up too much of your cash. You really won't. It'll be, you know, obviously you pay the tax, but you pay the tax that's due under these tax circumstances. Then you never have to worry about required minimum distributions for you. How do you feel about that? Sounds like a great idea. I like that too. Now, for 19 funds seems like a lot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to point that out. You gave me your allocation, which is about 10% in the guaranteed, 70% in stocks, 7% in real estate, and fixed incomes, 13%. So essentially, you've got 20, 70, 10. Like, I don't know, that equity is probably a little bit high, but you have some cash in other areas. I, I'm not sure that you really need to do all of this. And and are you paying TIAA for any investment advice, or does it just come because you're part of the system? It just comes part of the system. If we wanted to have them help us figure out where to bring the RMDs from, now there's a charge for that that we do. No, no, you don't need that. You don't need that. You don't need that. If you sent me the as a follow-up all the different equity, the funds, I, I'll promise you that what I would come to is that, fine, keep your TIAA guaranteed, but for everything else, let's make this simple. You pick an index fund for U.S., an index fund for international. You pick the real, you stay in the real estate with TIAA. That's it. And like a couple of um, the for fixed income, pick one index fund. That's it. If anything, you maybe could have six funds total. But if you send me like a, just a screenshot of all your choices, I can help you out very easily. 19 is too many. It's silly. It's actually really like, I don't understand. For a company that is really smart about so much, 19 funds is dumb. 
in terms of the other money that you have, the cash and the stocks and the bonds, are you managing that yourself? Uh, You said it was with an old inheritance, but are you getting advice on that or not? No, um, most of it's in Vanguard, uh, the Red and Edward Jones. Perfect. I mean, you probably could fire your Edward Jones and just put it all in Vanguard and make your life easy. This is a situation for me where someone's trying to like make this a little bit more complicated than it needs to be. You're in fantastic shape. Um, for the RMD, kind of doesn't matter. Whatever you're going to take in the RMD, that 30 grand a year from your husband's TIAA should just be in cash and don't mess around with anything. Put it in cash in the beginning of the year. Hey, we're going to need about 30 grand. Put the 30 grand in cash. You can take it in the beginning of the year. You can take it at the end of the year. Does not matter. Totally doesn't matter. Just make sure the money that you're going to be pulling out over the course of the next 12 months is in cash. That's it. And how would you pull it out of the funds? It doesn't matter. There's no tax liability in doing this. So if you're going to just pull it out, I would say, look, you just had a great year. I'd probably take whatever's in the stock allocation that's in a more expensive fund. So my get, I'm just eyeballing it because you send me in the email you sent, you sent some of the fund names like MFS or John Hancock or Nuveen. I just look at the cost of these funds. Anything that's not an index, uh, that's what I would be moving. Great. Good. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Joan, thank you so much for listening. If you, like Joan, have a question, maybe it's required minimum distribution, maybe it's something else, who knows, let us know. Send an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Now listen, Joan's so nice, so sounds like very normal human being. We want more normal human beings listening to our program. Can you help us out? Send this podcast to everybody who you think is normal. I don't want them haters. I don't like those haters. So the people you think can use some financial advice, just shoot them a link to our website, to jillonmoney.com. Say, hey, subscribe to this podcast or show them how to do it. That would be really helpful. As always, we'd like to remind you to wash your hands, to wear your masks, to maintain your physical distancing and do something nice for someone else today. It will make them feel better, and I know it will make you feel better. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.